Hi, I'm Tefera Jamian. Welcome to Yeah, a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah! Today I'm talking with Melody Simpson, the creator of Melanin and YA, a project that seeks to amplify and support black voices in traditional young adult publishing, from authors to agents, designers, influencers, and more. Melody, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. So to start us off, can you introduce our audience to Melanin and YA? Just tell us a little bit about the project. Yeah, so it's basically just a directory for all things black in young adult literature. So whether you're looking for an author or an editor or an agent, you can go to Melanin YA and get all the information on that particular person that you want to know. And how did the project come about? Like what inspired you to to start this? Well, this past year has been quite a year. (laughs) And in particular, when it comes to shining light on Black literature in publishing in general, there's been a lot of um, reaching out from white people and they claim that they want to help but some people are just doing it for well everyone's doing it for various reasons and most of those reasons aren't as genuine as one would think um, and so I wanted to also make make a outlet I guess you could say for people to have um, a no excuses database so that they can go and get the resources that they need. And if they want to help people, they know who they can help and they know who they can support. (laughs) So it's all right there. I noticed that you call it a no excuses database on the website. And I like took note of that because I love that. I think that's like, that's such a good, I'm saying a good insight, but that doesn't feel right. Like that's so true that like people will say, oh, we couldn't find Mm -hmm. black talent XYZ black talent. So we just used a white person. And I I love that you have it. uh, There's no need to scramble for your token (laughs) black artist because there's so many. um, And one of the one of the things that I'm adding also is a way that you can search for authors by like the coast that they're on or by region or by state so that you know what authors are near you. So hopefully when we have in-person events in the future, that will be easier to do for bookings as well. So it's a way to help not just readers and aspiring writers, but um, librarians and people who want to uh, get authors to come that are local to events and stuff like that. So I want it to be um, a resource for various different things. That's so great. That's so like I work in events occasionally and I think that's that's a resource that's going to be really, really helpful Um, just because we're a Canadian show. I'm guessing this is for now a U.S. uh, resource. For now, yes. I do definitely want to expand. I just want to get this done first before I I go out, venture out. But yeah, I'm definitely, definitely planning on expanding for sure. It's hard to start with the whole world. Sometimes it's good to start locally. (laughs) (laughs) So why young adult publishing in particular? That's basically just the category that I'm most immersed in, I would say, most comfortable and most familiar with. 
I do read very widely. I've always read widely. I just feel like this is where it's a really good start because there's a lot of momentum right now Mm -hmm. for this um, area in, in particular. So yeah, I feel like on all ends, people are being very loud about (laughs) the ways that other people are or are not supporting. (laughs) And it's very in your face on social media, even trickling outside of social media as well. Whereas MG and adult are definitely quieter spaces. So I think that I can take my time there. I don't know. It makes sense in my head. (laughs) No, I mean, I think you're right. I think this is something, honestly, that on the show we've touched on before, that there is something about young adult literature right now that is facilitating these conversations um, in a way that is not happening in other genres. And it's it's really, really interesting. And um, I'm wondering if you have any kind of insights on that. Like, what's your take on why it's happening in YA specifically? Honestly, I feel like I I want to say it's I mean, I don't know. Obviously, this could be completely wrong, <laughs> but I feel like a lot more adults are reading YA than in the past. And because we're the ones that are <laughs> drowning out <laughs> the teenagers yeah. <laughs> who are actually reading the books, um, <laughs> which is a whole nother uh thing to talk about but um because i because we are so loud about it um and we are the ones buying it yeah i mean if we're the ones buying most of consuming most of the ya books then we're the ones who are gonna be obviously talking about it more so or being heard more so than the audience that is actually for i feel like there's always a conversation to be had about angie thomas whenever this comes up are we going there? <laughs> I mean, you know, this is your time. <laughs> so it's up to you. So incredibly excited for her success. And I'm so happy that 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 Doug paved the way for a new host of it just opened the door wide open. Because it was open before, but it was not that open. <laughs> something something yeah. about The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas just like burst open the floodgates in yeah. YA publishing. It just, I mean, it was a runaway success. So obviously it, that, it that shows publishers I, that it I'm pays. So but. That I, I just, uh, words can't even express how thankful I am that that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was her book or someone else's book, it doesn't matter. It happened. Mm-hmm. And we're here now. And the New York Times bestseller list looks the way it looks mm-hmm. <laughs> for various reasons. But she is on there and keeping her name on there. And people are keeping her name on there. They keep reading the books, uh, keep buying more books. And it's 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 great. I, I'm excited for what's to come because of what that book was able to do for us. Absolutely. So Melanin NYA, your project, had its soft launch on in August 2020, um, which actually I'm guessing that was that was a pretty fast turnaround for you probably. Yeah, like had you been thinking about the project previous to the summer or did it really just kind of happen all at once? Um, I would say I got an idea for the website in August and then two weeks later, I decided to actually make it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know everything that was going to be on the website. Originally, it was really just going to be 
a resource for readers to look up authors. And then it expanded over time, but it really was not something that I put a lot of thought into like months and months and months before. It all came together in in August, um, th thinking about it over two weeks and then starting the website over a weekend. And then I basically created 90% of what you see now. I made that in like nine or 10 days on the website. Okay. So it was pretty fast, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know when you have like a, a thought about how you can better serve your community and you don't know how. So that has always been in the back of my mind. That's been in the back of my mind for years, I would say. I, I've always wanted to do something for the community. I just never knew what. And it wasn't until this point in this past August that I knew what it was going to be. And then it just it just all came together. I mean, I know you met your GoFundMe goal for it in what, like four hours? It was bananas. I actually, it was so funny because I, what, I really didn't even want to fundraise. I was so nervous about it especially during a pandemic. And I know people have lost their jobs. I lost my job for a little while. So I was very hesitant about it. And then I sent my uh, CPs and friends the link. And I said, what do you guys think about this? And before they even told me what they thought about it, they started donating. I'm like, you guys, I haven't even <laughs> decided if I'm going to do it yet. And so once they did that, I was like, okay, well, now I have to do this. And so then I put the link out on Twitter and and in four hours it was done. And I was just not expecting that at all. Yeah. Who, who would expect that, you know? <laughs> no, it's amazing. And what an amazing example of channeling the the momentum and the energy that was yeah. that emerged this summer into a project with a longer lasting drive that's that's what's really exciting i think about this project is seeing how you harnessed all of that energy and and made it something lasting yeah i definitely wanted if i was going to do what i wanted it to mean something that wasn't temporary mm -hmm. that was very important to me yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's something that you have your your timeline outlined. And listeners, you really have to head to melaninnya.com. We're going to obviously have it linked, but check out the website. There is so much there um, and it's not even the official launch yet. But things like Black-owned bookstores, things like agents and authors and uh, this just like enormous author database. It's very, very cool. There's so much there. How much time do you think you spend on research for this? Oh, Lord, too much time. <laughs> too, too much. <laughs> yeah, I look at this and I'm just like, this is like a 40 hour a week job. <laughs> no, it really is. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely, uh, it, it, it does, there are some days where it drains me and I'm like, okay, I need to just turn this off and turn on Netflix and just chill. And then the other days where I'm like, I'm going to get it all done. <laughs> and I live for those days because those days it's it's fun and exciting. It's rewarding to, at the end of the day, see what I did and know that it's, I, I know that it's helping people and re really appreciate it more, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so I do appreciate the days where I take a whole chunk of time to just devote to it as opposed to what I kind of do 
I pretty much work on it every day, but I, I prefer the longer, um, the longer chunks of time. But then on those days when it is kind of hard to go to, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now? <laughs> then I get an email from someone saying, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This is amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so keep going. <laughs> I mean, I think that's one of the reasons the fundraising probably was so successful is that people realize that it's something that's that's important, but that has um, a lot of work behind it, just a, a massive amount of work. Um, so folks, if you want to also, when you head to MelaninNYA.com, also hit the little support MelaninNYA button and make a donation. <laughs> you should do that. So the version of the site that's up now is the soft launch and the official launch is coming very soon uh, january 4th 2021 what can we expect from the official launch so the official launch is just going to have a tiny makeover um, as far as far as the look goes and all the directories will be completely done um, right now i would say that the authors is pretty much i would say 90 percent done so and, and for instance the new york times page that's done, it just has to be updated every month. Um, but like the directories for all the influencers has barely been touched. So, I mean, that's that in itself, <laughs> oh my gosh. There are so many influencers out there. So it's going to take a lot of time to make sure that I've gotten all the book bloggers, the bookstagrammers, the booktubers um, on my radar in that uh, directory because I really wanna make sure that I'm not missing anyone and I, I want to make sure that everyone is on everyone who needs to be on on this in this directory gets in you know so that's very time consuming absolutely um, yeah i'm just trying to make sure that every directory um is as full as possible before i say okay here it is <laughs> <laughs> um and you have a a contact page right if people want to yeah. submit you can um, always email me at melaninandya at gmail.com. If you want to DM me on Twitter, melanin underscore YA. Um, even you can even send a DM on Instagram, melaninandya, and I will gladly take any information that you have that you want to see, any suggestions. I'm all ears. Is there anything you've read this year or are looking forward to reading that you're like super excited about? I'm reading Groaned right now, Tiffany. Jackson and I've devoured every single one of her books and it took me I mean the book just came out this year but it took me in my in my head so long <laughs> to start it because I just don't want to end it because I know it's um, it's it is amazing and I just don't want it to end so that is what I'm currently obsessed with right now and as far as uh, next year goes, oh my goodness, there's just so many amazing books coming out next year. I, I don't even know where to begin. There's a lot of amazing sounding debuts. <laughs> there really, really are. Yeah. So many. And I know people are talking about how crowded next year is going to be, but whatever, that's fine. I'm going to read them all and, and enjoy them all. <laughs> so um, stay tuned for me. I'm actually going to try and do profiles for as many 2021 um, books as possible on the website. So that actually gives me a reason to kind of really get excited about reading each one 
because I can really dig into it. So that's that's what's happening for me. Yeah, there's already a tab that's 2021 book release schedule, right? Yes. And I even started a 2022 one already, but that's a draft that hasn't been published yet. yet. um, Yeah, so that's happening in the back end. (laughs) See, folks, it's a lot of work. (laughs) You're planning for 2022 and 2020. Yeah. They're not even saying... But yeah, so I'm really excited um, about like Wings of Ebony by JL mm-hmm. and Chlorine Sky by Mahogany L. Brown. Um, I'm really, really excited about Witches Deep in Gold by Shaden Smart. Mm-hmm. Just so many, so, so many amazing books are coming out next year. We were just making up our schedule for 2021 and getting very, very excited yeah. <laughs> about what 2021 is going to be. Yeah. Oh man, it's going to be great. So, Melody, can you tell me a little bit about the books that you read um, as a kid or as a youth that may have kind of guided you into this? That's an interesting question because (laughs) I was the kind of child who read everything unless somebody was shoving it in my face Um, with the caveat that my um, my parents, they went out of their way to buy books books with black people on the cover, black kids, black girls in particular. And they're like, Melody, this is hard to get. So you better read it. And this is representation. So appreciate it type of thing. And mind you, they're doing this like every two, three weeks. And so for me, I'm like, okay, you're telling me that there's not a lot of representation out there, but you're also on top of this. Like I'm getting books all the time from you guys. (laughs) So <laughs> I believe them, but it was it was an interesting and I know why they were they were doing that because I had low self-esteem um, as a black girl and I really needed that push. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that they did that. Um, but I, there was quite a gap. So from the time they did that, when I was little, you know, I was reading the Ernestine and Amanda series, the uh, uh, Amazing Grace, Mary Hoffman's Amazing Grace, um, Tar Beach, like those were my books that I was reading as a child. And then once I'm starting to, you know, get dropped off at Barnes and Noble for a few Mm -hmm. hours, I'm picking out what I'm going to pick out. So of course I'm going to pick out some white books. (laughs) 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 Like leave me alone. I would just want to fit in, you know, be that. And then I got caught up in that, but I was, I mean, not to say that I wasn't consuming um, black art and s- stuff like that, black entertainment, because I was also like, I was watching Moesha and Sister Sister and, and all that, um, Fresh Prince, all that. I was consuming that. So I didn't feel like I was missing out in a way. And I knew that it was out there for me. But as far as YA, that I kind of skipped over. <laughs> and oddly enough, this is so embarrassing but um oddly enough I kind of skipped over YA and kind of like jumped jumped into like Terry Woods and Sister Soldier and Eric Jerome Dickey and Omar Tyree like kids kids teen, like kids should not be reading that but I was <laughs> so, so like I I went from um I guess you could say the children's section to the adult section mm-hmm. and like pretty risque stuff that you should not be reading as a, as a kid, but I was reading it. And, but then also in high school, we, I moved to quite a few times. Um, but the high school that I pretty much attended, um, that was a very white high school. And 
for me, I always did this weird thing where I would read the, they would give you the summer reading list and I would read more books than I needed to. And I would just pick them out. And that's how I found new authors, honestly. But there was one book that we were, were required to read, but we were only required to read the first part. And that was um, Black Boy by Richard Wright. And I could never understand why they only told us, to, and they only studied the first part. We never got to the second part. And that has irritated me for years. <laughs> for years, I don't, I will never understand why they did that. Yeah, so a lot of those um, authors and those books, I guess you could say, um, in, influenced me um, in a way that I, I can't really put into words, but they're definitely in the back of my mind as I'm making this website. That contextualizes it, I think, really, really well, because it's it's true. I mean, I guess YA as a genre is, is itself fairly new, but there really was a gap, like you said, of representation for a very long time in YA publishing. I remember going to the library as a kid, and it was just like occasional occasionally mm-hmm. there would be a book not about a white person um and then there's this whole thing of there there were technically i'm sure and i know there were a number of books set in high school that were black but they were put in the african-american section mm. and not in the ya section and that bugs me because that that always happens so that's kind of annoying <laughs> Yeah. There are a lot of books out there that you can't you can't just group all of our books into an African American section. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so that's I, that rant. I I had I did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> like, they do that a lot. Yeah, and that's that. Now that you say it, it's like well, it makes sense that that would happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but that's it. It's not representation if teens aren't finding it yeah exactly Um, absolutely so so we have now a no excuses resource yes for teachers librarians publishers publicists i guess yeah (laughs) anybody anybody involved because the talent is there yeah it definitely is yeah and i mean i think if there's anything this giant wave of black young adult books since 2017 has showed us it's that the talent was always there exactly Um, it's just finally getting published and promoted exactly yeah well melody thank you so much for joining me thank you for making the time thank Thank you you for making this resource i'm so thrilled to have it uh definitely going to be checking it out frequently and excited to see the revamp on January 4th. Uh, Listeners, if you want to check out Melody's website, if you want to support Melanin NYA, we're going to have all those links in the show notes and it's melaninnya.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really nice to meet you. Uh, Have a good evening. Nice to meet you. And you as well. I will be in touch for sure. Cool. Great. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Yeah. If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at yapodcast, and individually I'm at tefferbear, and Melanin in YA is at melanin in underscore YA. 
If you like the show and want to help us make it even better, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can get all kinds of great perks, including early access to bonus content, shoutouts, guest appearances, and more. Head to patreon.com slash yapodcast to donate. Shout out to our patrons Catherine Reshi, Erica Stitchberry, Kat McGuire, Lizzie Tenhove, Chantal Thomas, Maddie Dever, Megan Jane, Emily Patton, and Emmett Cameron. Thank you all so much. We have merch. Hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get some from the fine folks over at TeePublic. You can also always support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, subscribing on Spotify, and by sharing this episode with a friend. Literally any friend. This is an important episode. Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was produced by Tefra Jemian and edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. Dungeons, Dragons, Canada, the Multiverse Theory, Corgis, Queer Representation, Reconciliation, Angels, Demons, Squirrels, Moose, Moose and Squirrels, Sorcerers, Dinosaurs, Forests, Giants, Rogues, Warlocks, Plains, Sewers, Lavender, Natural Toonie, a Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast, right here on the Upford Network. If you're someone who interacts with kids, you're probably familiar with moments of being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer. Whether it's the old favorite, where do babies come from, or the nuances of discrimination, Rad Child Podcast has your back. Each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast, helping to raise a generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else.